You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona and with me, are, uh, with me always, are my good friends, Jay from the hills of Texas. And AK Mike in Texas. And we are officially in my new shop. Oh, what do you think of nice. That? Yay. Yeah, we, uh, we, we came up, uh, the new house is still being built, but we uh, were able to kind of relocate ourselves up to this uh, general vicinity and I've been doing some... Uh, planning and trying to get it they just painted the baseboards you can probably see on the background still got to paint the walls and stuff but uh yes i am literally sitting uh in the, on the desk in my shop without anything in the background but hopefully in the next couple of months uh it'll be full of rc related items so so i'm excited about that and we just got back from uh the best in the west jet rally as you can tell i'm uh you know wearing all the swag that I got. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. And, and you can probably see in the background that there's a new toy in town. So before oh, we boy. get into all of that, though, let's hear a word from our... Three D Aerovictures, adding fun to the RC hobby, one layer at a time. Feeling weak and powerless? Sounds to me like you need A-Power batteries. When someone needs the best, they always choose the A-Team. A-Power batteries. Get on the web and get yours today. Our sponsors. Welcome back to the Park Flyer Podcast. And uh, yes, we just got back from the Best in the West Jet Rally, uh, which is not really Park Flyer stuff, but it's still fun to talk about. And it was an amazing weekend. There's uh, parks nearby, right? Hang on. There's nothing nearby. No, it's out <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you passed a park on the way there? I mean, maybe? I did. I passed a park on the way okay. there. Okay. So Let's just right. say there's okay. lots of room to fly whatever you want out there. A kite, paper airplane. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> 747, whatever. Yeah, paper whatever paramotor? Paramotors yeah. with a paramotor? Z. You could have, actually, you could have probably flown the paramotor out there. There was plenty of room. Uh, the, the event's held annually, um, and it's in Buttonwillow, California, and it's the big jet rally for the West Coast. And uh, I went not last year because of COVID, but uh, the year prior, and uh, we had a load of fun. And this time I was all excited. Uh, we took the you know the camper out there, the motorhome. We stayed uh, on the property, so we were there you know pretty much twenty four seven. Uh, I got to see a lot of the guys that missed me the last time, so it was pretty exciting. And through all of that, uh, I got a couple of pictures, mm, kind of a crappy video on my phone, and that was it. I, <laughs> I took all my, I took all the podcast stuff and had it with me, and never once I was so busy talking and flying and and doing all those kind of things that. I never really kind of got around to uh, recording anything. So you're just going to have to base it all on my uh, recollection of what we did. So anyway, 
it was fun, and it was good to see uh, everybody. So, um, but it's a huge event, and there were uh, 210 registered pilots. Wow, that's, oh. that's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. And you know, they didn't have it last year because of COVID. So I think this year people kind of, you know, were like, "Hey, we we really want to come out," and uh, and they. There was a lot. I mean, they were flying six people uh, from the minute the sun came up till just about dusk, and um, so it was it was pretty exciting. Now, now the events all week long, um, so a lot of guys went out there on you know sun. It's Sunday to Sunday, kind of, and there were plenty of people with campers and you know motorhomes and RVs and fifth wheels that were all you know camping there. Everybody had a tent. Uh, not not a little pup tent, but a big you know event tent that you see for like weddings and you know parties and that kind of thing. And so we rented. Um, everybody gets to rent one if you if you want one. You don't have to. You can you know stage off the off the main area. But uh, most people get tents, and so it's uh, it's a twenty by twenty, I think, or ten by twenty. And uh, there were three of us. So it was me and Barry and Gary Tom, and Thompson kind of went. Uh, we didn't go the whole week. We actually showed up on Thursday and stayed Thursday by Saturday. Until Sunday. So, well, nice, buddy. But, uh, so I, yeah, it was, uh, it was really a great time. And, uh, and I'm, I'm excited. So, so how was the drive out? Do you have any disgusting. mayhem or craziness that happened on the, on the drive out? We did. Um, the you know the drive from Phoenix to Buttonwillow lasts about um, probably about eight to ten hours. Uh, just depends on on the route that you take. And uh, so we we got we just crossed over or we're just getting into Blythe, uh, California, and uh, we came around the corner and literally just minutes before we hit that corner. On the opposite side was a humongous wreck, and there were only about mm, probably maybe twenty five trucks lined up at a stop so it 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 literally had just occurred and it wasn't a really good wreck. there was lots of stuff strewn out and it looked like um, a a tractor trailer had jackknifed, and the cab exploded. So the cab was just, like, ripped in half. It looked like something, you know, kind of blossomed out of it. And underneath the cab was a little Prius. <laughs> so uh, oh, wow. we're pretty sure there were there What's was some left fatalities involved in there. Yeah, um, it was uh, it was pretty brutal. What does a good wreck look like? Um, I don't think there's anything, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, said, yeah you said it wasn't a good wreck. I was like, what does a good wreck look like? I mean, uh, I yeah, no, no. But, uh, but that was kind of the start of the day. We talked about it pretty much all the way. Uh, so in route, um, of course, Barry, uh, my, my friend Barry that flies jets with me, he, uh, he basically um, bought a new uh, jet, and we were supposed to swing by and pick it up on the way. And... Uh, so it was just a little way, you know. Just, yeah, it's like just five minutes off the of path. Five minutes out of the way. Five minutes out okay. of the way. And uh, in California, there is no such thing as five minutes out of the way. Oh. So. Kind of like here in Texas when people go <laughs> down yonder. It's just down yonder. Uh-huh. Yeah, down yonder. <laughs> it's just down yonder. Yeah, down yonder could be, you know, another two hours. So. Right. 
we we oh. ended up going to Van Nuys, California, which oh no, was a little further out, yeah, a little further out of the way than our route was supposed to take us. Mm-hmm. And when we got there, um, it was really cool. We got to meet a couple of guys. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Anthony. He's uh, a school teacher, and he was there uh, chatting with us. And he does um, he promotes the RC or actually aviation through remote control flying. And to his students. So his students are in uh, kind of that engineering technology type uh, school. And um, anyway, he uh, he was, you know, kind of probing Barry because Barry flies professionally and I fly professionally. And and so he had talked to Barry about doing some, you know, video work with his students and everything. And, and so I'm listening to him and I'm like, so your so your students build an RC airplane for the semester. And then they go fly it. And he goes, yes. And I go, hmm, hold on a second. Because believe it or not, I had T-shirts in the, you know, in the, the camper with us. And so That's a surprise. I, uh, well, I, you know, I, <laughs> that's not too much of a surprise. I threw them in there because I was cleaning out the, uh, the uh, trailer. And I won't really go into that story. That was kind of a, a whole different deal. Let's save it for another podcast. But... I basically put all my stuff in there. Barry came in there, took all my stuff, put all his stuff, and said, we don't need your stuff. So <laughs> I loaded all my stuff for, for nothing. Uh, we were just going to use everything he had. And so anyway, I had this box full of T-shirts, and so I thought, well, I'll just throw it you know, in the motorhome. So I, I threw it in there, and, and I remembered it when I was talking to this guy. So I told him, I said, well, I run a podcast, and it's called the Park Fire Podcast. And <clears throat> I said, we'd love to you know, kind of interact with you. And uh, he's like, yeah, absolutely. So he took down our number and has actually emailed us um, at parkfirepodcast at gmail.com. He kind of saw that. And um, so he's really excited about kind of getting to us. I gave him some T-shirts, and I gave one to him, and then I gave uh, him a couple for his students. And I told him, I said, look, there's always a student that excels. So when you get back, uh, you know, reach out to me at, uh, at our Park Flyer Podcast uh, Gmail account, and uh, we can try to you know, do something, or maybe we can get on a video conference together and kind of chat with them as a part flyer staff. And if anything, you know, I can at least talk to him. So he, he's really excited that I'm, I'm a real pilot, you know, an airline guy, the instructor guy, an aerobatic guy, you know, RC guy, <laughs> you know, he's like, Oh my gosh, your credentials are really long. And, and uh, he thinks it'll be really good for the kids. So I think so, Barry's going to do something with him. So, so, Mike, it's really interesting because I think we've been doing this podcast for five years, right? Uh, six. Six. Six, yeah. Six. And, I mean, you've been able to keep that whole lie about you being a pilot and everything going for this whole time. I was like, it's pretty cool that you can really make that happen. <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, oh, goodness. Now you're going to get me in trouble. Uh, well, maybe one day I'll be in uniform instead of right, right. So, yeah, what is it? You know, you guys keep giving me grief. It's like you've never really flown your paramotor. I've never seen a picture of you with your well, shoes or true. anything. Like, how do, how do we even know it's you taking the picture? Right. It could be somebody else. You could never tell. So, so far I away, mean, whenever you go, that was me, and see, then you know, the thing happened. Yeah, that, that was me. Yeah, that's right. See the great, the guy in the gray. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, if Anthony's uh, listening to this podcast, we uh, we're looking forward to you know kind of reaching out and uh, yeah, that'll be good with his class. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah, he's like, oh, if you ever come over to L.A., man, I'll come get you and you can come talk to my class. So 
he was super excited. And, uh, and it's always good to see guys that are excited and very knowledgeable. So he flies jets as well. So uh, his class builds uh, more like park flyer stuff. But uh, they have two, I think he said they had two projects going right now for this semester. At the end of the semester, they'll get to fly it. So it's kind of exciting for those kids. They learn about aerodynamics and about propellers, and they learn about engines, and they learn about controls. It's it's really kind of neat. So, and uh, you know, he's obviously a science teacher, so he he's able to kind of keep his kids engaged. So, so hopefully they'll. Uh, you know, I told him I said, well, have your kids. You know, spool up the podcast. We talk about everything from. You know, gluing yourself to the table to, uh, you know, props and, and, and uh, the type of, you know, flying we do all the way to jets and, and you know, paramotor stuff. So I said it's kind of a, the three of us kind of get together and just kind of, you know, chit-chat and whatever comes up comes up. So he's like, oh, yeah, I'll have to check it out. So hopefully he'll be a new listener and his class will tune in. And when I find out that they do, we'll give him a shout out. I got to ask. So, so anyway, did, you, uh, did you hand out any cards, the thousands of cards that we have? Uh, no. Sorry. <laughs> it kills me. You guys never carry any cards when you go to these events. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> well, you did this last Never. It's pretty strong, yeah. It's yeah, pretty strong. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, I'll, I'll be very clear. So far, for this year, AK Mike is the winner. Uh, yeah, I, and unless we have an event anytime soon, I think I'm clearly going to exit the winner as well. I mean... I mean, you he show up for an will. event, you, you recorded everything for three days, put out your podcast, wonderful. We send the, we send the leader, the I true know. leader out, and we get, you know, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was busy. We get a plane uh, yeah. in the background. And That's all we get. <laughs> I know, right? The, the well, you know, Mike, quite frankly. Quite... I had with me. I just forgot to, to hand them out. You, I don't frankly, Mike, you, if if I hadn't crashed my plane in the front end of that show, I probably would have been the same thing. I would have had no recordings. I would have had because no, I'd have been busy flying stuff, but I didn't have any planes <laughs> to fly. So, uh, yeah, there, it means a whole. It's it's a whole lot different, you know, when you're busy doing, you know, actually yeah. flying or, or yeah. spotting or, and and these things, you know, it's one thing to go out and fly for fifteen or twenty minutes, uh, you know, with a you know, park flyer or, or a couple of minutes and, you know, or have two or three airplanes you can kind of fly. But these things are, you know, three minutes to five minutes, maybe seven minutes, and then you're, bam, you're refueling and back to the, you know, uh, the pits. And this event is very big. I mean, I wish I, – I, I did take some photographs, and, and they're, you know, we can hopefully post them on our Facebook page. But um, the, the event is very large. And so walking from one – place to the other is uh it takes a while <laughs> it takes a while and then the all the rv stuff is down at the other end so if you had to go to the rv it was it was like you know okay well you got to make appointment to go down there by the time you got down there walked back your stuff you know everything so, something already happened so i heard that you got you guys didn't get a, a good like okay so at the uh, electric festival we have primo you know, parking, because we're like the first guys there. So oh, we're yeah. like right there. We walk out. We're oh, right absolutely. in the middle of everything. You know, the camper or whatever we have is always right. right there. We're at the primo spot. So I take it this time, since, it, you know, it started on Sunday, you didn't get there till Thursday. Correct. You weren't exactly right. in the primo spot, were you? No, we were at the very end of the line. So, yeah, we were <laughs> we were literally, as a matter of fact, I uh, I have some friends that I fly with and actually work with. That they're, they're co-workers of mine, but they fly as well. And I saw him, and I said, hey, thanks a lot for saving me a spot. 
And he looked at me and goes, did you ask me to save you a spot? And I go, well, no. He goes, then I didn't even know you were coming. So I would, how was I supposed to save you a spot if I didn't even know? And I was like, okay, touche. You know, I should have called and said, hey, save me a spot. I'm coming down on Thursday. But uh, they were kind of cool. They made their own little camp, you know, you know, put all the, the little campers and motorhomes and everything in a little square. So they had like a tent and the, the awnings touched. It was kind of cool. We kind of went and hung out with them for a little bit. But we were literally, because we came in at the very end, and they had already been running for, you know, four days already. So we were at the very, very tail end of the parking lot. And uh, I probably wouldn't have done flown very much there, Mike, because um... – you know, I would get out to the site and be like, oh, crap, I left my screwdriver in the, in the thing. And then I'd have to go back out there. Now it'd take me a half hour to get there and get back. And, and then I'd be back. Yeah, and say, funny oh, you know what? That crescent wrench. Damn it. You know, I, I did it again, you know, because, you know, I couldn't bring all my tools. That would be silly. And, and you know, I would always forget something. So that, I would have very brought enough tools, very broad enough tools to start a hardware store. Like, he really did. I mean, that. I, I'd have to show a picture of the inside of my trailer, but I mean, it was there was so many tools in there you could have built. Someone mistake well, mistake you for a snap on, dude, or something? Yeah, they probably did. You know, mistook, mistook us for you know tool salesmen, but uh, but it was it was actually really good. We uh, we got um, we went, we didn't get the primo place uh, for the for the motorhome, and we didn't get it really for the tent either. We were on the third mm-hmm. row back, so we had dirt a dirt floor not a not a cement floor so a lot of guys that are on this first and second rows they actually have like you know because it's an airport it's an actual airport so there's taxiways that have like uh, asphalt and so they get the asphalt section and we got the dirt section in the back so it was a little more difficult for us to uh you know kind of not stay as clean as we should you know everything was dusty and and so we kind of like tried to keep our entrance in and out of the tent to a minimum so but barry had his head buried in his airplane for three days i mean he was pretty much you know down there wrenching away trying to get this thing to fly and and um what i said earlier about mentioning you know that you had to walk this half a mile to the the motorhome uh when we got there it was the craziest thing everybody was on scooters these little e-bikes and it was just it was like people were going by the you know zipping all over and i was like what the heck man and so, uh, you know, they drove up and they're like, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, where did you get this bike? And they're like, oh, well, a lot of these guys were at Kentucky Jets. And while they were at Kentucky Jets, it was even a further walk. And somebody, uh, my friend John, the other guy that I said, you know, you should have saved me a spot. He works with me. He bought these little e-bikes. And they're called the uh, Jetson e-bikes. You can buy them at Costco. Da, da, and da, anyway, he, he wound da, up getting <laughs> I know, right? And meet George Jetson. Uh, that's just the name brand. But anyway, he, they're, they're fast little guys. They, they fold up, you know, so you, everybody can put them in their trailer or under the, you know, camper, motorhomes, whatever. And, uh, and they stay charged all day long. And they go like 15 miles an hour. So he pulled up to the tent and I was like, I got to go to the, you know, I got to go out and pick something up out of the motorhome. And he's like, Oh, well here, take the bike. So it was like, I was there and I came back and I was like, okay, that was the coolest thing ever. So next thing I know, I'm texting my wife, Hey man, these e-bikes are awesome. You know, we should get some just for the, you know, cause we travel in the motorhome and we, we could throw them underneath and have them to go around. So, uh, I, I one of the guys stopped by and I said, Hey, where did you, <laughs> Where did you happen to get the e-bikes? He's like, oh, man, we were at Kentucky Jets, and these guys had them. And so we found out they were from Costco. When we got back to Phoenix, 
Arizona had none. They had zero. Matter of fact, the company is even, they, they were so popular that the company's even out of them. They're out of stock. So everything's back ordered. Well, during the, the best in the West, somebody said, well, where'd you get these? And they said, Costco. So they went into town to the Costco and found out that they had two pallets of these e-bikes. So the guy literally bought like seven of them and he's pushing them out, you know, and they're not cheap, but, you know, he bought a bunch. And so now his kids have them and everybody. So like everybody found out and they're all running to Costco at the end of the day <laughs> to buy these e-bikes. So I, uh, I told Gary, I was like, crap, we're going to get left out again if they have none of these. And so he's like, here, take my truck. And so I jumped in the truck, went down there and they had six left and I got three of them. So I bought one for, <laughs> for me and my wife and then one for Gary. So uh, it was fun. We uh, jumped on that, and then for the rest of the time we were there, the, we had transportation to go, you know, to one side of the event to the other side, and then we didn't cool. have to walk, so it was a lot cool. better. So when I came home on Sunday, I got everything up. I was cleaning it all out. I pulled those boxes out, and I put one together, and my wife comes in and goes, oh, is this that little e-bike thing that you that you uh, bought? And I said, yeah, it is. And so she said, oh, let me try it out. So she pulled out of the driveway the next, you know, the morning, because I put it together that next morning. I didn't see her the rest of the morning. She, like, came back. <laughs> yeah, I think I was back. talking I was like, to you on you the been? phone, wasn't I? You were. And we were talking on the phone, and I'm like, dude, I don't know where my wife went. She left the neighborhood, and, you know, she's probably laying in a ditch somewhere. And then <laughs> here she comes, ringing, riding up on that bike. And I just was like, where did you go? She goes, oh, I went all over the neighborhood. That thing's fun. <laughs> so I scored a bunch of points. I uh, scored a, a bunch of kudo points for my spouse for uh, getting this little e-bike. Nice. So it'll, it'll be good for our property here. You know, we can kind of ride around. It's not really an off-road bike, but it's still pretty fun. So so I wound up putting mine together so we could go ride. And <clears throat> Anyway, it's got pedals on it, so you can pedal it, you know, if you need to. But it's pretty quick. And about 24 hours later, I started getting all these emails from Jay about how to customize it, you know, make it go faster, putting the lights on it, you know, LEDs. I mean, uh-huh. these guys have, I mean, there's. You got to pimp so your ride out, man. What are you talking about? It was pretty funny. So, but anyway, back to the RV, I mean, back to the, um, the, the best in the West stuff. So, uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was fun and uh, lots of really big airplanes this year. I, I was really shocked because in years previous, people bring everything from something really small to you know like a little jet, all the way to you know the supersized jet. And the biggest jet uh, there was a yellow aircraft SR seventy one, and it was sixteen and a half feet long. Yeah, and we missed the flight because we got there too late uh we arrived around three o'clock on thursday because we had to stop off in van nuys for two hours uh but had we got there at noon when we were supposed to be there he flew it and uh everybody was just amazed so i missed the flight on it and when he landed uh he hit a crack in the runway and that sr-71's kind of fragile nose gear so it ripped the nose gear out of it so he was Spending time so, so was it realistic? I mean, did like the fuel leak out of the wings like the other real one did? No, no. But okay. it was realistic. I mean, it uh, it had all the 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 panels, the rivets, you know, the way the tails were, the the you know everything, the way the front of the motor looks. It was pretty impressive, and it was a two engine, two you know, two turbine SR seventy one. So I'll throw a photo up on our. Yeah, like I said, the photo. When you sent the photo, 
I knew, you know, it was kind of hard to tell how big it was because there was nobody standing in the picture. So I didn't know whether right. that right. it was 16 feet long or the table was, you know, six foot or four foot table, you know, with, with it on it. So that, that was the only thing that sure. kind of threw me off when I, when I saw that. And when you said it was 16 feet long, I was like, whoa, mm. that's pretty impressive. But it's kind yeah, of. Yeah, he was in the next room when he took the picture. So it could be in the frame. I was. Right? I, I had to go to the next, the, <laughs> I had to go to the next 10 over just to get the whole thing in there. Uh, it was sitting on top of, if you go to our Facebook page and look at it, it's sitting on top of a 10 foot table and it hangs off, you know, like four feet, you know, either side of it, whatever. That's so awesome. it, it, it's, it was pretty impressive. Um, the, the other airplanes that were really impressive were, uh, the A-10s. So they must've had like four or five of these one fifth scale A-10s out there, which let me tell you, watching those things fly, I just, man. It was very difficult. I had to go hide my wallet because that was just like, oh, my gosh, that is so amazing to watch that thing fly. But then they would bring it in, you know, because when it's flying, it looks spectacular. But then they would bring it in and taxi it in, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, I'd have to get a whole other truck and trailer just to haul that thing because it's so big. It's like literally the size of my pickup truck. And, you know, it's got like a 10 or 12 foot wingspan and the, you know it stands up like the tail of it's like i'm six foot one and the tail of it's like right to my chin and the dudes are pushing out it takes two guys to kind of maneuver it out of there and, um, but it was so awesome to watch and there were two or three of them that all took off together and they were doing the you know the that kind of that you know low altitude stuff it was pretty cool so anyway you guys are giggling what's so funny <laughs> oh just just the uh, a 10s a great plane I mean, let's face it. Oh, well, I was just so thinking of you. Do, that, I was just thinking was, if you do get one. Now you have a little e-bike to help you know taxi the plane out. Beep beep beep. You don't have to push it. You just get on the e-bike. <laughs> <and you're> just... <laughs> I'll have to just buy an RC tug and then just tug it out. So yeah, there you go. Uh, no, but I took my A10, my little uh, my 80 millimeter A10, because normally they you know we go out in the mornings and since we were there, I was all prepared. I was like, oh man, I'm going to take my my A-10, and I'm going to go out and fly that in the morning, and then I'll go fly these turbine jets in the afternoon. And and uh, so I was all excited, and I took, you know, my batteries and everything, my big battery charger, and I got it all set up. And when we were at the Electric Festival, somebody packed up and didn't put the cord. I'm not mentioning any names, but somebody, whoever that may be, because it was one of us, <laughs> it could have been me, uh, I did not or somebody didn't put it back in the case. So I got it all the way to California. I had no way to turn it on. Oh, boy. So I couldn't charge any of my batteries. Oh, that sucks. And that, well, that's not true. I could have charged it with someone else's charger. But didn't you, my, did you find out nobody had a power cord for you to be able to use either? No. They, they had oh. power cords, but it's like a computer power cord. Yeah. And all the ones to their charger had the three, like oh, the three, yeah. but it yeah, had yeah. on it. More yeah. like a, you know, like a something different, but... Yeah. Anyway, I was pretty sad. I could have used someone else's charger, but it just would have taken too long. I mean, I, you know, obviously I had the big supercharger and it could do eight batteries all at once. And these guys are doing two cell batteries. So their chargers are really small. And uh, in order to take, you know, all of that energy to do mine. So I left it in the trailer. I was like, you know what? I'll just have fun flying the turbine. So, so we ripped out the L39, put it together and I went and flew that all weekend. So it was fun. That's a good plan. Uh, it was, and it's the uh, Global Jet, uh, our yeah Global World, yeah Global Jet. Anyway, it uh, you can find it on globaljetclub.com. 
and it's the little L39. It's uh, just slightly bigger than the Motion RC one, and it takes a little 80 turbine in it. It's only about this big, but it is a riot to fly. I mean, the thing is just, you know, super fast. And the other guy, Gary, he had the um, the T45 Goshawk with the little 80 in it as well. Mm-hmm. So it was fun to watch him go zipping around, you know, because he's small compared to some of these big ones, uh, and the L39 is too. Um even though it's bigger than what we normally fly, right? It's they, they were the smallest ones. Yeah, the show. they're like, oh, look at that little baby airplane! It's so cute. Or it's very, very yeah. far away. Yeah, it was. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, we kept it pretty close. So and bring that plane in closer. Uh, the so other far thing, away. That, I know, right? The uh, the other cool thing was that the uh, Comp Arf guys were there, and they had their whole team there. So the Comp Arf guys, uh, they did a demo and. It was amazing. They were flying the Mephisto, and they were flying the new, um, there's a new one out called the uh, Rebel Max. And this Rebel Max has a huge turbine in it, like a 300-size turbine. And they were doing rolling circles with that thing a foot above the ground. Oh, that's impressive. It was so impressive that I'm standing there with my phone, but I can't look away. (laughs) <laughs> right i'm supposed to be videotaping this for this podcast but i'm like i, I pull my phone up and i'm like holy criminy you know and, and both of the guys it was uh actually it's the guy from here uh in my club his name's brian mack and uh he and and uh his um counterpart his name is uh spencer um uh norquist and those two guys are tournament of champion winners so they've they've been uh Kind of the long story short is they uh, they were sponsors for JR and or they had sponsors from JR and um, another <clears throat> another company. It was um, a 3D company, and that 3D company sold to CompArf. So now they're CompArf pilots because that company got bought. Right. So now they got they have access to all these jets, and so the the owner of CompArf is like, hey man, we need to you know, get you guys to start demoing these jets. And so it took them, didn't take them very long to get their turbine waivers, but, you know, now they're going out there like it's a 3D airplane and just hucking this thing. And uh, Spencer Norquist, he uh, he got the airplane hovering, and then he, uh, the way the airplane, the Mephisto has a weird nose to it. It's long nose. looks like a dolphin, you know, like Flipper. Mm-hmm. So he, he came down the runway and pitched it up and then started moving it like Flipper. So it was like, you know, doing that whole walk in it where it would go forward and then back and then forward and back, forward and back. And then there were the bushes out there and he would forward and back, forward and back, like, like a dolphin on the water with his tail. And then he would go up and over and then back down onto the ground. And <laughs> cause he was only like inches above the ground. So he would hop these little, um, uh, these little bushes. And, uh, it, it was, it was pretty impressive to see. So, I uh, I called Jay actually right after all that stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, you got to come out here. You, you just you have to make the trip because it's just if you haven't gone to an event like that, it's definitely worth it because you you're just in awe of the a the quality, b the you know the talent, and uh, and just see the the amazing things that you can see in RC world that you know they're they're doing some crazy amazing things. So it's pretty good. It's pretty cool. cool. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so the first day we uh, we kind of got there and set up, and then we went out and flew. Uh, I got a flight in after everything, you know, kind of settled down. 
towards the end of the night. And then uh, we had taco night. And so we all kind of cruised over there and had tacos. And then we all went back to the tent and uh, kind of working on planes and trying to get our stuff, you know, situated and meeting everybody and saying hello and kind of called it quits at around midnight or so after everybody, uh, you know, kind of went in. And the next day we got up and, you know, kind of went out and had breakfast burritos and we're ready to go and started flying, uh, you know, our, the airplanes while Barry was kind of working on his. And he was trying to get it. You know, he bought this airplane and he was he wanted to fly it there, mainly because it's a uh, the company that makes it was in the tent in front of us. So uh, one of the guys that was in that tent was the original owner of that jet, and so he um, he was able to kind of look it over and go test fly it and put it you know where it needs to be so that Barry could have it all set up for him. Well, that's a good idea. So I can you know I can understand him wanting to do that while he's there, right? Yeah, sure. Well, it just took him a little longer than I thought, you know, because he started diving into it, and then he realized, oh, man, this is not right. I want to change this. And so, he, you know, he's kind of cranking on it because he's he's trying to get it all. He had to put a new tank in it. He put his turbine in it. He had to put his receiver in it, his batteries in it. He had to make a little battery tray because he uses a different battery than the other guy did. And so it just became one of those things where he was – constantly you know had his head in this airplane and we were making fun of him because everybody would be like hey didn't you come with barry and i'm like yeah he's got his head up the tailpipe of that airplane and <laughs> they would all start looking around and sure enough a couple of times it, it literally he's got his head down and it's inside the airplane and all you can see is his shoulders and his elbows you know and i said see there you go he's uh, <laughs> he's got his head up the tailpipe everybody would laugh you know and uh but there was some good vendors there um peter from uh from um baja hobbies was there he had some products uh oh guess who guess who else showed up at the jet event i was quite surprised who's that as uh mr tim hanstein from northwest rc oh, what? The... <laughs> yeah. i think i caught him off guard he wasn't expected to see me there when he found at the corner he goes hey <laughs> And I laughed. I was like, oh, come over to the dark side, have you? And he's like, mm-hmm. So I, he said it was his first time flying the jet, but I obviously he had a turn waiver. He wasn't on a buddy box. So right. uh, I think he flew some before and got a waiver, but this was his first flight with this particular jet. So, But he did really, really well, and they were having a good time. And it was good to see him out, you know, at something other than uh, – because normally when I see Tim, he's behind the table. Right. You know, doing, or he's flying he's, a yeah. demo. Yeah, he's or he's flying demos or whatever, but mostly he's selling, you know, or kind of working his business. And this wasn't a business trip for him. This was purely, uh, you know, pleasure of him to go out and have a good time. And oh, it was that's good nice. to see that he was able to. Did he have to travel far? I don't remember. I don't think he didn't he he was run. Uh, he was at a different. He was down here for something else. There was uh, something else that was going oh. on, and he and he came down for the three days that we were in. So I, I don't think he has to travel too far because he lives in Oregon or Washington. I think so. Mm. But he was either on his way or he didn't have a whole crew with him. I think there was one of the other guys that usually travels with him that was down there. But uh, but it wasn't like he showed up with his whole, you know, all of the kids in in tow, so to speak. Right. And, you know, it wasn't that kind of event. So it wasn't like he had to drag a a bunch of product down for everybody to look at. But, uh, but yeah, so I saw him, uh, and then uh, who else was there? The uh, the BVM guys were there. They introduced this year a new F-15, 
Uh, it's a plug and play version. It, it is truly amazing. I, um, I had my F-15 there and I did not fly it. Uh, I actually put it on the sa- on the sail block. They have and? a little area on the flight line. I didn't sell it, but I put yeah. it out for sale to see if I could get any any hits. And I did get someone that came in and was wanting to you know kind of negotiate with it. But it what he was what he was wanting to do with it and what I was trying to do with it were two different things. And he wanted it for an EDF, and that would have he wanted me to take everything out of it and just sell it in the airframe. And I what do you what do you care if he wants so. to mount it on the wall? I mean, if he's going to pay your price, what do you care? <laughs> Uh, well, he if he would have paid it. the price, he I didn't want, he didn't want to pay the price. He wanted me yeah. to take everything out of it and then not pay for any of that stuff. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do with a set of tanks that go for this airplane? Right. Who's right. going to buy it? Right. right. Those, those were ex- very expensive Kevlar tanks. And I, I don't want to remove them because they're E6000 in there. And that means I'm having to, you know, get my screwdriver and my knife and cut it all out while I'm standing there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not willing to do all that. I'd keep flying it before I, you know, tore the whole thing apart and just gave him the frame. And somebody out there is interested because I had many people. As a matter of fact, the guy with the uh, SR-71, Sean, next door, uh, his name is Sean Evans. He was the original um, distributor for Yellow Aircraft. So he was like, as soon as he saw my airplane, he walked up there and went, oh, I know this kit. You know, and so we chatted about it and I learned some history and he was telling me all about it and, I was like, wow, this guy, you know, he knew every kit that came out of the factory. So it was pretty cool to, you know, have him kind of bring me up to speed and tell me yeah. what it was worth, you know, what, what the good and the bad and the ugly of it was and, you know, what I, what I should expect and how did it fly. And I think he wanted me to go fly it, but it's one of those things when you put it up for sale, what happens? Bam, crash <laughs> you know, Hey, I'm going to sell this. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, oh, crap, now I'm not selling it. So so next weekend or next month, I think, is the uh, jet rally here in uh, – in, um, actually, it's not a jet rally. It's uh, something else. Anyway, it's uh, they had the 1-8 Air Force this weekend, and they've got something else. Maybe it is the jet rally for um, where we go at Superstition. Yeah. They're having their rally there uh, next month. So cool. I'm going to take it up there and see if there's somebody interested in it. <clears throat> Mainly because, as you can see in the background, I got a new toy. You have a new replacement. There it is. I do. One goes out, one comes in. That's about how it is. And, I, you know, I've flown the F-15 a bunch, and I really, really love it. But it is an older model, and it requires a little more maintenance. And the the newer models, like this one back here, uh, not so much maintenance. You know, so they're newer. And, you know, that one there is showing its age and has a few love cracks in it, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, from, uh, from flying or, you know, over G in it or whatever. But it, uh, so, but I think it's time to let somebody else kind of, um, experience the love. I, I understand, Mike, yeah. you're a giving guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I am. So, uh, so anyway, uh, I think that night we, uh, we, we went to dinner, uh, cause they pretty much fed us every night. So that was a barbecue dinner, I think. And they had a, they had a, uh, a raffle so you could buy raffle tickets and it was like a 50, 50 or, you know, five to one or whatever. Anyway, uh, I guess Gary went, uh, that afternoon and said, Oh, I want some raffle tickets because there's some things out there on the table that I think I'd be interested in. And I'm, you know, if I could get them, then that'd be fantastic. So she pulls the roll off 
because he said, I'll take five tickets. And so I think they're five bucks a piece or something. So she rips the roll off, and the roll ended. And it was six tickets. So she's like, ah, just take that ticket. You know, give me for five, but I'm not going to sell one ticket because most everybody went and bought 25 or 30 or 40 or $50 worth. And what is she going to do with the end of the roll? She already had another roll ready to go. So she just said, here you go. Well, come to find out that was a winning ticket. The <laughs> one that ticket. she gave him at the end of the roll was the one that they chose. And uh, so, anyway, she calls the number, and Gary's like, you've got to be kidding me. That's my num- That's the number of the last ticket that she just handed me because she's out. And uh, he stood up. He's like, hey, that's me. And so she runs over there. He runs over there, and she handed him a night radon, radian. Oh, radian? cool. Radian. So she, she handed him a night radian, which, you know, is a plug-and-play and he goes, do we have a battery for this? And I go, uh, yeah, I have my two-cell 2200s with me. I brought them because we were going to use them for lighting, you know, the light sticks that I made. Mm-hmm. We're going to use those for light sticks. And as a re- and instead, they had lights there. They didn't last time, but this time they actually had lights in the tent. They rented a big generator and ran a bunch of lights in there. So we had plenty of light in the – and we had we brought some halogen lights to plug in, so – so he ran back to the tent after dinner, and, uh, of course, it's pitch dark out there, and these couple of guys were flying their timbers and a couple of guys flying a night fly. And I took my uh, my um, cracked yak. Oh, yeah. The one that I fly at night. Yeah, I was all excited. I was like, oh, I got my cracked yak. Anyway, went all the way out there and realized that I didn't have a propeller. <laughs> oh, no. The O-ring, the O-ring event, fell so off or cracked? Yeah. Fell off of the crack, yeah. When I was, yeah, it broke, and the propeller, you know, somewhere got either put out or broke or something, and it was not in the trailer. Um, so I'm not really sure. I, you know, it's probably in another bag somewhere. And uh, so, yeah, I'm walking around a jet event, going, anybody here have a little propeller? Anybody have an eight seven propeller? You know, <laughs> or maybe a nine three? Yeah, right. And giving you everybody's looks. looking at me like, you know. <laughs> You know you're at a jet event, right? Nobody here has propellers. I'm like, well, there you go. Propellers? Even the guys that have the... What? Prope- I said yeah. propellers? Something like that. Anyway, it was pretty funny. So we uh, we actually flew the radon instead, and uh, and that was pretty fun because Gary had never flown at night before. Oh, cool. And so we turned it on. We turned it on, and it had this weird pattern on it. You know, that's the one that has, like, 50 patterns, and it'll put you into, like, you know. Epileptics. Uh, shock. You know, epileptics. Seizure. Because <laughs> it's so flashy. And I couldn't figure out how to change the lights because it's dark, and I'm feeling around in there, and I'm like, I know there's a button somewhere, you know. And anyway, one of the other guys comes up and goes, oh, are you trying to change the lights? It's right here. And he, he go, I hear him go, click, 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 and then the lights started changing. So I'm like, yeah, where is that switch? And he's like, it's actually right here at the end of this. Because you know, we're in the pitch dark out there. I mean, nobody can see anything. And uh, so anyway, now we're like all blinded by these lights. And we finally found one that, that kind of pulsed, you know. It kind of was like the all same color, but it would kind of go dim and then change colors to another color and get brighter. And so Gary, I launched it for him. And he's like, oh, my gosh, he's flying it around going, dude, I don't even know which way this thing is going, you know. <laughs> and so we're laughing. Hey, turn left, turn right. And. These guys in the timber, you know, they're going back and forth. And he's like, I'm confused. And so, anyway, I was like, well, here, give it to me. And so, anyway, I climbed it up and pulled the power off and glided it around. But it was so much fun. Uh, We stayed up giggling and having a good time with all these guys. And then uh, on top of that, we're all standing at the runway edge. Uh, All these numbnuts with these e-bikes all jumped on them. 
and came out there and were driving the e-bikes up and down the runway. So they were having like e-bike races because the e-bike has like a little bitty headlight on it. So they're out there while we're flying and they're driving these e-bikes. Anyway, it was a crazy, you know, montage of, of pilots just having a great time. But it, we're laughing and having a good time and, you know, probably probably a couple of adult beverages involved in that <laughs> in that whole thing. But uh, nobody got hurt and, you know, no airplanes were destroyed in the process. So, But we did have fun. And uh, so... I guess that brings us to kind of the Saturday deal because that was Thursday night, Friday night. So Saturday night was uh, the big day. Um, Barry was pretty close to getting his uh, airplane finished. Um, Gary and I went and flew. And then uh, we had the awards ceremony that night as well. So at about 7 o'clock when it got dark, Barry just squeezed the flight for his Havoc in. I mean, he just barely got it test flown as the sun was going down. Well, the best time, and of course, to, every the, year, the, the best time to do your test flight right as it's getting dark, <laughs> as the sun's getting low. Well, the the horizon. Is, yeah, but the sun was behind us, and so we still had light. And uh, of course, it's flat out there. You, you know, you can see for miles. And it wasn't Barry flying; it was the test pilot flying it. The guy that owned it before. Oh, okay. So he basically got out there, trimmed it, did all that stuff, and it was still light. I mean, you know, but the sun was starting to set, so it was all behind us. You weren't staring into the sun because you know. That particular runway where you stand in the morning, it's just you're looking straight into the sun. It's brutal, you know, until it gets about noon. Then you're not having to worry about it. But uh, so we went we went there, and obviously every year they have a they have a charity. I think it's the Children's Home or something, you know, that has to do with kids. And uh, so they, they have this auction, and the auction, you know, is kind of one of those things that they bring out. They get donations from a lot of people, and the and the big items are the jets because they usually have three or four or five jets that have been donated, and uh, there's usually one that's you know serious serious dollars. And this year it was uh, it was the Rebel Pro, um, I think it was the Rebel. Anyway, it it went for way more than you know you could buy it retail for, but. Uh, it it was for the kids, you know. Everybody was kind of bidding it up, so it uh, finally got to who it's it for the children's. Be. We were that's right, the children's. But we were sitting at the table, and uh, this little sparrow came up. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, I'm in my shop, and the sparrow's sitting behind me. Uh, it's not put together or anything; it's just sitting there. But uh, jump on our YouTube channel, and uh, I'm sure you'll be able to see it. Um, you know, what the sparrow looks like. And we'll post, I'll, I sent a picture out to you. I'll, I'll post a picture of what the sparrow is, but it's in a Thunderbird scheme. And, uh, it got, it got auctioned off. And I actually threw my, my name in the hat, you know, for during the auction. Cause Barry was sitting next to me. He was looking up prices and stuff, you know, going, Oh man, this is a good deal for this one. So, you know, we were bidding on it and it got kind of out of our price range. We weren't really wanting to pay that much for it. And so, uh, anyway, it wound up selling, and then at the end of the auction, the guy uh, basically said, uh, oh, my gosh, I, 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 we sold this one. We, bid, we auctioned it off, but it's not the one that we thought it was. Oh, they thought it was that's a right. They said it was a plug-and-play, yeah, yeah. Right. So they were talking to plug-and-play, which comes with everything, right? The only thing you have to put in is a turbine and a receiver, a receiver battery, and you're good to go. Uh, and if you want a gyro, you can throw that in there, too. But this was not. This was a... Um, Basically an ARF is what they call it. And so um, anyway, the guy stands up and he says, uh, okay, well, um, there was a table over here that was bidding. Who, who were those guys? Well, they were all talking. 
So I, I went like this, you know, I pointed to the guy next to me because he was the one bidding on it. So I went, oh, it's him, like that. And I just happened to stick my hand up in the air, and the guy saw it and went, sold. <laughs> it's First time like, at an auction, huh? I don't know. I know, right? It was. I said, no, it, it's his. And he goes, no, it's yours. And I was like, gosh, yeah, dang it. I'm sure he was so like, I've never, Ernie, I, I don't know this guy. I've never seen him before. I don't even know why he's sitting next to oh, me. He, uh, he had already gotten <laughs> He had already gotten one. He's like, dude, I'm not taking two, so that one's yours. So anyway, I wound up uh, donating to the children's cause and, you know, brought that thing back home. So it was kind of fun, but I was excited, and it does look good. I mean, I like the color scheme. Oh, yeah. Move out and let you see it, see? Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Definitely. So, yeah. It definitely looks good. It looks like a T1, and uh, it's um, it's about a 70-inch wingspan. So it uh, it uses the same motor as the F-15. Uh, and the L39, so I could cool. actually fly all three of those with that. See, now that's good. You you sort of following my battery principles. I don't am. get a and bunch actually, of different uh, jets you... with different size motors. <laughs> no, uh, and that's true. And uh, actually, the Swin motors, uh, we were kind of representing Bad Boys RC. Uh, they're here in Phoenix, and uh, if you you know are looking for turbine type stuff, check them out at uh, BadBoysRC.com. And anyway, they. Uh, they had given us some shirts and hats and stuff to wear for, for their swin turbines. And so we were uh, looking at some of those and we were flying those. Um, all, all of us had swin turbines. And so um, one of the cool things about their particular setup is that all of the data is on the motor itself. And then you just buy the little ECU that goes in each airplane. And then when you just take the motor out of one and put it in the other, it automatically connects. Oh, so the other other turbine, you know, everything is all in a package deal, and you have to take everything, the pump, the ECU, the turbine, you know, uh, all that stuff has to come out. But in this one, you just have to pull two wires off of it and stick the two wires in or put it in the next airplane and put two wires back, and it's, it works fine. Cool. So Barry's got a 300 that he flies three, three or four different airplanes with. And, uh, of course, it, you know, adds up hours on the motor a little quicker but it uh you know it's very convenient because you don't have to buy so it kind of sounds like us when we first started and when receivers were super expensive so you might have one or two and you go oh i got this new plane and so you you'd have like three or four planes you'd be sharing one receiver between all three planes and just pulling them out replugging them in so that's exactly you're doing the same thing with your Schwins. <laughs> Interesting. This is, yeah, this was this is a little more than the fifty dollars we're spending <laughs> on those things. <laughs> scale, so, uh, you know, scale as you get into it. Yeah, it is, yeah, 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 that's true. So, but we had a, a wonderful time, and uh, Sunday morning we got out, and uh, all of us were flying. So we uh, we flew for a little bit. Barry got a couple of flights in on his, and I flew the L thirty nine. Uh, there, I will tell you that uh, on the other side of that coin, as fun as we had, there were some spectacular crashes. Ooh, do tell. I thought, that, I thought that's why you go, to see the crashes. Like NASCAR. No, you don't want to see that. I mean, it, you would see it at NASCAR, but NASCAR right. has teams that support one another. This is okay. an individual that just pumped a boatload of money into that thing and to watch it happen. Yeah. Now, I will bring up – this is this is our safety uh, – what do you call it? The safety moment uh-huh. for the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk. Let's talk a little bit. I know we're running out of time, but we'll talk a little bit about <laughs> Jay. Three fingers. Jay's <laughs> three finger holding up three fingers. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about spotting. What a spotter does. Okay. 
What is a spotter supposed to do? I think he watched the guy flying the airplane going, wow, that's really cool. You're doing a great job. Okay, you're a good spotter. Yeah, that's not what you're supposed to do, but yeah, you did. You're a good spotter. Uh, Jay, what, what's the spotter supposed to do? Well, I would assume that uh, he's looking at other people's airplanes and uh, he's in awe at their flying and just wishing that his pilot would be able to fly nearly as good as they could. So, oh, was okay, I supposed perfect. to be watching? Where's Both my plane? Guys... Oh, crap. <laughs> I was just watching Both him doing that fantastic. Exactly hit the, hit, hit the nail on the head of what a spotter's not supposed to do, right? So, oh. uh, in Mike's case, you know, he's exactly right. In Jay's case, watching the, the air show is what we call it. A spotter for this particular, for any airplane, whether you're at the park or whether you're at a club or whether you're at a rally or wherever, the spotter is responsible for your aircraft. And what they're doing is they're watching your aircraft go through the air to make sure that you are not getting in the way or coming in contact with someone on a trajectory, right? So if you're going downwind, then you tell your guy, just like a spotter at NASCAR would say, okay, you need to stay low. Because you can see the other airplanes. He's just laser-focused on his airplane. And when you have an airplane that's moving 150 to 300 miles an hour, you're not looking around. I mean, you're focused on getting this airplane turned around, and you're in a very tight pattern, and you're with six other airplanes. So your job is to watch his airplane and just tell him high, low. Uh, you're coming, you know, you're behind a guy. This guy went vertical, so stay low. Don't, you know, or go vertical. Uh, you can, you know, if he wants to to do something, you can say, okay, you can do a loop. You're clear for the loop. Uh, and then when it's time to land, they have these paddles, and you call out. You lift this paddle with a number on it that's your, that's your number where you're at. And so the station number for me at that time was, like, number three. And so I'm like, okay, three is going to a gear pass. And that tells the guys on the starting line to start up. They're in, a you know, the number three slot for startup. They'll start their airplane. We do a gear pass. I call landing, still holding the paddle up, and then he comes around, and you watch him land, and then you call clear the runway, drop your paddle, pick up your plane, and go to the pits. So it's a very you know coordinated deal, and the spotters are very good at it. And you'll hear everybody that there's, there's six pilots and six spotters, and we're talking not allow, you know, not really loud, but we're telling the, our pilot what what he should be doing, right? So he's flying. And he's just doing his thing. If he wants to do a loop or roll or figure eight or whatever, you're watching that and then telling him, okay, you know, peel out high so that you're not in the, you know, everybody's coming around and you don't want to be in the face of everybody. So just peel out this, this uh, figure eight high. And so that's kind of what you're doing. So, so, so not to be defensive or anything, uh, but uh, I haven't lost a, uh, you know, I spotted a lot of planes and I haven't lost a plane in the air yet. When I'm flying, I have but not when I've been the spotter. Right, right, right. And, yeah. and that's kudos to you, right, because you've been watching it and, and you've been directing your pilot. So safety tip of the day. We had an incident. There were four pilots up, okay? Uh, two of them were flying uh, sport-type airplanes. Uh, one of them had a very, uh, what they call a, um, a Viper XL. So it was, it was a larger fifth-scale Viper jet. Uh, he was coming, you know, right through the middle of the downwind, and we had another guy that had the Avante, turbine Avante, and he had gone vertical and was doing a tumble, you know, kind of like what we do with the L39, we kind of tumble it, and he, he went upstairs and did a flat spin and everything, 
And then in the meantime, the wind had shifted. So the guy that came in to land, he said he was landing. His spotter said, oh, you're landing downwind. So the Avanti spotter turned to the jets, uh, to the, the Viper jet guy, sp- the spotters. They turned to each other and said, hey, should we flip the runway around to let these guys, you know, should we flip it around? Because now we're just the last three guys in the air. Well, they looked, they both looked at each other to discuss the runway change, which, by the way, is strictly from the, the you know, the starter and the, the line guy. He's the one that calls which direction. So there's a, there's a guy that stands back, you know, that makes sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. He's a safety officer, and so he's the one that determines it. Well, these two spotters are looking at each other talking, and the Avanti is coming straight down as the the Viper jet, and the, and the Avanti goes right through the wing of the Viper jet. Wow. wow. Yuck. Wow. Yeah. Doing – Hundred and plus miles an hour. So the Viper jet was, I mean, he was smoking through there, and it's a big, big airplane. And, you know, <clears throat> the next meeting, the next pilot meeting that next morning, that was something that was brought up is that, hey, if you're a spotter, never, never take your eyes off the airplane, <laughs> the airplane, because this midair collision was strictly on the shoulders of the two spotters who yeah. looked away. That sucks. And, you know, the that one sucks. guy's looking to the left coming across and the other guy's looking up, so they weren't even paying attention to each other. And it just happened. I mean, it could have been close and nobody would have ever said anything, but it destroyed two very, very expensive and very amazing jets. The Viper XL was beautiful. And I think I have a picture of it. I'll have to send it before it lost its uh, life. But the guys weren't happy because it's a lot of money that's, you know, now laying on the ground. And uh, the spotters were kind of, you know, a little melancholy as well, uh, strictly because they, they kind of knew that they shouldn't have been talking to each other. They should have been watching uh, what was going on. So, uh, And then Sunday, uh, Barry and I were flying, and our spotters, uh, we came around. Uh, I was flying the L-39. And as I came around, there was a guy flying an F-86, and he was going to do a low pass. So he called, you know, low pass, and Barry said, okay, he's going low, so stay mid-level. And uh, right as I came into the turn, I'm looking down the runway, so I can see the I can see my airplane and I can see the F-86 because they're in the same space, right? I'm not focused on the F-86, but I can just see them both. And the F-86 hits the ground. And when it hit the ground, it popped back up, eye level with me, <laughs> and, and and made a way, made its way towards the pit area where we were all standing. Wow. Wow. And and so and and the wing had disconnected, so the wing was fluttering. It was like you know, and and he he pitched up really hard, so it went over our heads. Well, it's a natural reaction, you know, for any pilot to duck and look to see where that thing is going. In the meantime, I'm flying. And my airplane's turning a base to final. And Barry was diving down. I was, like, diving down. And then I realized, holy crap. And I look back, and, you know, all I'm looking at is the nose cone of my airplane. So it's it's a profile that's non-existent, right? And 
luckily for me, I, you know, kind of let off of the sticks and let it just kind of come down the runway until I reacquired it. I told Barry, I was like, holy smokes, man. I looked away from that airplane and then I had to reacquire something that's flying 80, you know, 90 miles an hour. <laughs> it, was, wow. it was a little disappointing for me too, but I, as soon as it hit and the guy was, you know, in the emergency situation, I chunked the gear down, flapped down, and I just did a 180 degree turn, came back and landed on the runway so that he could have the whole airspace if he needed it. And he wound up uh, getting control of it and shutting the turbine down and dead sticking it you know, about quarter of a mile down the runway so oh he uh, saved it. oh that's why we're not really sure what happened yeah he did save it it was we're not really sure what happened but uh he uh he he pretty much you know kind of just knocked the wings off and and got everything kind of vibrating so we we didn't uh-huh. really go he wasn't too happy but uh beautiful airplane you know that just kind of well that's a that's a terrific out. story to, you know for ending our podcast on dude i know right so but we had we had fun, and yeah, we uh, we packed up after that, and we came made our way back home. So and uh, nothing major happened on the way home. So so Barry didn't yeah, Barry didn't uh, damage anything. Gary didn't damage anything. You didn't damage anything because oh, you didn't bring anything. <laughs> well, I no, I didn't bring anything, but I was flying you know other airplanes. Well, that's true, so, but you know, uh, yeah. they weren't yours. I didn't put any so, there. You know, no, they weren't mine. But I, I have to, I have to say, you know, I appreciate them letting me fly their equipment. It's, uh, you know, it means a lot. It's one thing to let me fly a park flyer, but it's a whole different deal when you, you know, sink a bunch of money into something yeah. like that, and you know, you yeah. go, and they just go, oh, here you go. They trust you enough, and they've seen you fly, and trust your ability to not, you know, wreck their very expensive toy. So. But it was a great time. I wish you could have been there, and I wish I would have taken a lot more video. It would have been uh, super yeah, me exciting too. to see some of those. <laughs> but, uh, well, it just goes to show you, next year you're going to have to come on out. So, But anyway, yeah, if, uh, <clears throat> you know, if you have any questions about the best in the West, reach out to us and, uh, you know, send us an email or jump on our Facebook listeners group, and I'll uh, post some pictures up of, the, uh, of some of the pictures that I took on there. If you want to see what the sparrow looks like, jump on the uh, uh, YouTube channel and see if uh, it's back there. So, I don't know. Can you get a good view of it? Everybody yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, it's kind of neat. <clears throat> I'm excited about it. You know, it's it's a sport jet, and I'm more of a military guy. You know, military jet guy. I want I kind of like that. But this one with the with the Thunderbird scheme looks really cool to me. Yeah. It's they had another jet. one that was not in them. They had another one that was in a like a racing scheme, like mm-hmm. a you know a Formula One style race, and it's it just didn't look as good to me as this one does. This one actually has that kind of that F sixteen you know T one look. So so anyway, well, that pretty much does it for our hour. I feel like I talked the whole time. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you had a lot to share. Since Mike and I weren't well, there. Well, <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. Uh, a special uh, note, though, the uh, Arizona Electric Festival got moved up a, a week. So it's the okay. first week in February now. Okay. Uh, there was a conflict, there was a conflict in, uh, for, between NASCAR football and a couple other things. So Valentine's uh, Day. Got moved up. Yeah, Valentine's Day. So I think we had it on Valentine's Day last time. So I think he moved it up this year. We'll have to reach out to. Uh, you can't Shannon do that more than once for sure. 
Yeah, that's you could probably get away with it one year, but not every year. Yeah. So, but anyway, FYI, I think it's in the first weekend in February. So. All right, well, we'll have to get Shannon on and talk about it. Yeah, we'll have to get him here. So, uh, any you guys going flying this week at all? Or no? No, the wind's going to be the, the weather's going to be pretty crap all week. The storm blowing through. No, nothing wrong with that. So, well, from uh, my shop here in Arizona, I'm Michael, and from the hills of Texas, I'm Jay. And this is AK Mike in Texas. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.